0: Welcome to Off The Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spenceley Design Co.
1: And I'm Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com.
0: You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All
1: right, now let's get into the show.
0: Howdy, everyone, and welcome to Off the Cut episode 75. We're up in Toronto. Today is known as Tuesday, July 25th, 2023. But here in Ohio and down in Kentucky, today is respectfully dedicated to the food of the day, Hot Fudge Sundays. But before we get to that, I mentioned Kentucky, which means that we've got yet another guest on the show tonight He's got an unbelievably large stash of plywood clocking in at, o- at over several hundred sheets. He's one of my partners on the festival build off earlier this year and of the three hosts of the worst podcasts available on Apple and Spotify. <laughs> that's right. That's the green suitors podcast. He's one of the two that are actually tolerable to listen to. <laughs> We're bringing him on tonight to show him how a real podcast is done. Welcome to the show Ronnie Fulton from Fulton Fine Woodworks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Great intro. I loved it. So, um, have, actually, you, have you actually gotten... thought that this was the Modern Craftsman podcast? Is, is it not?
1: Oh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry <laughs> to kidding. disappoint.
0: <laughs> oh, and just Ronnie just left. He's out. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: well, that's awkward. <laughs> so, Ronnie, I've got to know. Have you done anything with that massive stash of plywood that you ordered? <laughs>
2: oh my gosh, we, we went through. So first they tried to see if we would, could send it back and it was special right. order. We actually sent a driver to Indianapolis to get it. I mean, it was like from a, from their supplier. And they were trying to see if we could return it back to this small hometown lumber yard. Oh, and nice. I was like, no, we, we can't. And they're like, okay, all right. So it's currently sitting on a trailer, on a flatbed trailer. And it's covered up with tarps, and (laughs) (laughs) we mentioned Facebook Marketplace. That would blow some people's mind. We would say, "Um, what five stacks of of three hundred sheets, something like that? Crazy."
1: So wait, is it's fifteen hundred sheets total?
2: How many was it? Now, it's been a while. It's five. It's five stacks of like what you see in a Home Depot or Lowe's. You know those. Yeah, it's five of those.
1: Okay. Okay. So Ow. five
2: five stacks that are like two and a half three feet tall. It's a full semi load. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. That was uh, so.
0: So for the people who don't know this, give people uh, an overview of
2: how you accumulated this amount of well, plywood. So we we were asked by um, it was actually Toyota. Um, they're building their electric car line for on the Camry line. They're getting ready to build a electric car and they're finishing up the line. And, and on, on each side where the employees work, there's a little stage, it's about 15 inches tall. And they had a bunch of steel platforms made, but they had some oversight once they were staging where they had gaps. So it ended up being, they figured out they had about hundred feet of gaps pretty much that were about five feet wide. And they reached out to the steel manufacturer and said, hey, we, we need something temporarily made out of wood. Can, can, can is this possible? And they reached out to me and they said, hey, is this something you could do? And I was like, when do they need them? And they were like, tomorrow. Uh, and I was like, really? And we were getting ready to go on vacation, like family vacation, like the next day. And I told my wife and she was like, don't do it. This is one of those things. I'm telling you, this is one of those things you do and you say, and you should just say no, just say no. And I was like, how about this? I said, how about I send them a price that if they say yes, we'll just stay up all night and we'll do it. I was like, Cameron. He'll help. And that's my son. He's 16. 16. Yes. And she was like, okay. It's like she was shaking her head. So I shot it out there and I was like, there's no way they came right back. And they're like, can you come out here and measure? So four o'clock PM, I was at Toyota measuring and I was at Lowe's at by five 30, like getting the load two by fours on a trailer. And the, the, the plywood part is jumping back. Was something they asked for before that because these there's these panels that had to come in that that were composite panels and they wanted to use these sheets of plywood and have us cut them for just a period of one to two days and they were going to toss them out or do something with them well they they came in early they came in early and they're like we don't need them anymore and i was like what and we had went through all this trouble to get them and so then I was like, okay. And then this is just a few days later, this happened. So it was like, we're going to do this. So we started at six o'clock and worked for 12 hours straight. We were done at six o'clock in the morning. They had a trailer already pre-staged and we had it loaded up on the trailer. We left straight for vacation two hours later and wow. it was pretty cool. I mean, I was sitting there on the beach thinking, I wonder if they fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know, this is the beauty of SketchUp. And I know you all talked about SketchUp before on your on your podcast, but when I went to their line, I, I had my laser measure and I just shot the distance. There was three different runs and one was like, it's like 50 feet, you know, give or take the other two were 25. I had those measurements and I had my widths. I came back. Cameron had his friend who helped us to, at the house and they were like being loud. And I just jumped on my laptop. I drew the shape and I did the thing where you do the forward slash, you know, I put the size in there. Yeah, did, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like divide by four. four yeah
2: six, seven. And I kept measuring and I said, there's my dimension. It was like 50 some inches. I said, that won't be too big. Go with it. I I went with those. That's how much time I spent on it. We went straight to start building and I just gang wow. cutting two by fours and I showed them how to assemble them like walls. And all three of us worked with the exception of them leaving to go to Wendy's drive through because they were hungry. I, I was in, I was in mode. I was like, I'm not hungry. I'm keep going. Yeah. They left at like one o'clock to Wendy's and, and they came back. But we knocked it out. It was cool. Sun was coming up while we were loading. It was wow. it was pretty amazing, and it was fun to build something that wasn't like highly complex. It's like mm-hmm. I used a framing nailer, and then we on the top we used screws all the way around, and it was just kind of more of like a assembly line kind of build. Totally. But it was there. It was a lot to build. I mean, they were fifty inches wide. Think about that. Plywood's forty eight. So what does yeah. that mean? They couldn't well, be just a full sheet on there.
1: So yeah. I had my
2: cabinet saw. I was ripping and. I was obviously doing a lot more because there's only so much that his friend could do and he could do. But it worked out great. It was fun. It was a fun That's project. Awesome. And then I, I actually saw them at, out and about. I saw the guy from Toyota that I'd met. And I was like, hey, how are you doing? I was like, did they fit? And he's like, oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, really? Okay, cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I was just kind of guessing. Yeah. Like that's what really kind of made me worry when I was on vacation. I started thinking about the amount of time I spent on that. Figuring out the links was very, <laughs> very little. Like I drew a rectangle. It was 50 feet long and just did that. And I was like, did the dimension after that? And I said, that looks good. We'll go with that. And that's all I did. Everything else was just, we did it on the fly. So it was, wow. it was pretty stressful, but it was yep. fun. And, and Cameron and I talked about too, that we were able to pull that off because we are set up for that. We backed the trailer up to the shop door and pulled it almost straight onto the the um chop station I had set I had I had my miter gate stops set so I just went through and just cutting I was cutting so fast on the saw the capex clogged up because I was cutting so much pine two by fours the the dust collection kind of wasn't working that great because it was getting <laughs> I mean it was getting a lot of, of volume well, it was over 300 two by fours that was
3: wow that was, that
2: was a lot. A lot of two by four. and I cut four by fours also of Douglas fir. Those were the legs. So we went through a lot of cutting, but um, Bam. between that and the way we staged it, that's the only way we were able to get it done in twelve hours because yeah. we were set up for it. Yeah, so it was it was nice.
0: So oh, was it? Be honest, was it worth doing it after? Because this is something we always tell people that when like they get hit up with a job where you're like. Mm, I don't really know if I should take that or like a sponsor or whatever. We always say, just give them the F off price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what yeah. you said you did.
2: Oh yeah. Was it yeah. worth it? Be honest. Uh, I, I, let's see. <laughs> we made we made about 15,000 that night. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. It's not bad. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. here's, here's what I like. to That's say after to
2: materials. People. That's after materials. Okay.
1: Here's yeah. what I'd like to say to people is, There's no such thing as bad projects. There's only bad prices, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right. You know, like I will put up with virtually anything for enough money. And you know, I would stay up all night for yeah, fifteen grand. I would do that.
2: I mean, it was like, yeah, I thought if they do that, you know, we're and and Cameron's friend, who I love, that doesn't listen to podcasts, um, or this podcast because he's into golf. I gave him two hundred dollars, and he was ecstatic. (laughs) Ecstatic. He was like, what
0: sixteen?
2: Yeah. Yeah. He works at, you know, he's like a, sur- a runner at a restaurant and, yeah. and he was ecstatic. And I, I already, I talked to Cameron about it before and I told him, I'm thinking 200. He's like, dad, he'll be happy with 100. So I gave him 200. Right. He was like, I, he was like, I would have done it for free. It was so fun. So it was cool. <laughs> you know, that's they cool. were, they, they thought it was so awesome. They got to stay up all night. And like, that's first all nighter I've ever really, I think I got, I've ever done at the shop and my shop's on six acres. It's by itself. We can, we don't have to worry about noise and that kind of yeah. thing. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. It. It, and luckily, I mean, we were talking about things like if it rained, we would have been totally in trouble because we were using the shop driveway as a staging area. We had to load the trailer. It would right. have been a whole nother ball game if it was raining. So we were wow. lucky there, but it was very worth it. And then even though, you know, the, here are the 15, that was totally worth it to them as well because if you divide up the platforms, it's reasonable. It's not yeah. bad at all.
3: Yeah, right. And yeah. you
0: think of in a production environment, they're like, Having those platforms, we need those tomorrow. Like one day of work is a massive amount of production for. Yes. Well, that's
1: the thing. If they have to right. shut down the whole line, the cost to them might be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. I right? know how much it so. is. I used yeah, to work for yeah. Toyota. Yeah, there you go.
2: It's they're running two lines, and Georgetown, where I'm, where I'm at, where they make the Camry, it's thirty-two thousand a minute when the line goes okay. down. So okay, thirty-two thousand a minute. Wow. 16, 16 when they're running one line, 32 with two. So nice. that's the kind of money that they're looking at. It's different kind of money that we think, you know, I need to change my shop rate. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that is oh, crazy.
1: So, so wait, Ronnie, I still don't understand though. Where does all the excess plywood come from? You said that well, they had something else originally that they canceled at the last minute.
2: So that was another, um, job that they purchased. And, and by the way, on that, they just walked away from it and just said we could have it, and they paid us for it still. So oh. that was all. That was another. That was a very good week.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no kidding.
2: So um, that just became our property, and we have to figure out what to do with it. But and unfortunately, it's half inch sheathing material.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. it's and not like
2: Baltic birch. No, no, yeah, because like it was raid. it was only going to be used for at the most they said one to two days but right and what they were going to do is as the composite panels came in they were going to pull one at a time so they didn't have to stop the line activities they're going on right now so it was I all see. about keeping the right now all the like the robotic engineers are there they're all doing the final like getting ready and they didn't want it to be an open stage platform 15 inches off the ground that people couldn't walk around so they were almost gotcha. for, like construction staging so it's not a good thing to be. You think about half-inch sheathing plywood now. Most, like even builders don't use that now. They're using zip, seal, zip, zip right. system for the right, green yeah. board. Most people don't really use sheathing for anything now. So it's kind of a bad thing to get stuck with. It's almost, I, it's great firewood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I could see maybe like a like a flooring company. You could use it as subfloor if you were going over top of another well, floor. It's, like
2: It's half-inch,
1: so yeah, it's like, it
2: has to be doubled up.
1: You could have put That's, it right on the joists, but you could, like, sometimes I know, like, you know, if you're working on, like, an old house or something like that, but then it's only only going to get, like, rid
2: of 30 or 40 sheets at a time. Yeah, it's my um, local lumberyard, said they barely even stock it. They keep one stack of it, you know, for people that want it, but they're mainly doing yeah. a Vantech a Vantec zip system now, and they're not doing the conventional um, sheathing plywood. But uh-huh. um, that was a, it was a, it was a stressful week you know, to process all that and do all and, and to meet their demands. Yeah. that um, it was worth it. And how
0: end. close does uh Blake, the guy that does all like the sculpture carving stuff, oh, where yeah. is, does he live anywhere near you? Blake. I wonder if he'd like take a whole stack, epoxy it together and, and carve some stuff out. That was like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Custom yeah. Carving I think he's whatever. somewhere
1: warm. I think he might be in Florida or California. Okay. Okay. He's always wearing t-shirts and shorts in his videos. So yeah,
0: yeah, you <laughs> yeah. could do like if you wanted to get artsy with you could probably do something like epoxy it all together into big slabs, sure. like try to make some furniture out of it or something like that. Or, it could be uh, interesting, yeah. but it's going to be a huge pain in the ass. No doubt. Uh, Maybe. It is
2: no matter what. I mean, it's each one of those pallets are like, was it 1200 pounds, 1500 pounds, each one of those bundles it's just it takes up so much room it's just yeah you know but it's like you said it's all relative but it's amazing that they spent i mean that that was what twenty thousand worth of plywood and it's just like they were like we don't need any more (laughs) it's like okay
1: (laughs) just a rounding error (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, crazy
2: that's crazy So Uh, yeah that was so that was right before we were heading to the beach um I came home. My wife was like, if you don't sleep for at least two hours, we're not going to go. I felt like I was a little <laughs> kid again. And I was like, <sighs> I'm like, but I'm fine. She's like, nope. Yeah. Have to. So I, I went to sleep at 10 o'clock, woke up at 12. And I'm like, I'm fine. Set my alarm. My pillow started ringing under. I was like, I'm ready to go. So I had yeah. two hours that night, but I was good. You can do that for one night. Oh. yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I and mean, when you have a vacation on the other side, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's not so bad, right? Like if you had to yeah. get up and go back to work the next day, it might be a little, right. a little bit of a different discussion.
2: That would be rough. I you know, I got to see the difference too in um teenage energy versus mine because I was like, We're done. I was like, I'm so tired, I just want to go to bed. But before we went, I had to go take the two by fours we didn't use back to Lowe's, and I didn't feel oh, like no. it. And the they were like, What can't we just wait till we get back, Dad? I'm like, they're on the trailer right now. If I leave them there for a week, I'm going to come back. They're going to be curled and nasty. I said, I just want to get them out of my brain and just right. take them back. So I took them, I took them back and I didn't feel like it. And they're like, when do you go to breakfast, let's go to breakfast. And I was like, I'm tired. They're like, you're not going to go with <laughs> us. You're not going to go with us. And I was like, okay, I'll take one for the team. And it was actually a good move. I think I got a second wind, but yeah. then it was hard to go to sleep when I got home. I was like, I'm up. Sun's up. I'm up. Yeah. Yeah, but it was hard when the sun was coming up and it was still dark. You'd see the moon and the sun at the same time. I remember I just laid down on one of those things on the trailer. I was like, "Oh, this feels so good to lay down." Like, get <laughs> up, get up, get up.
0: <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Have you? So hilarious. it seems like you've recovered well from you're you're out in uh, Germany and and Europe,
2: right? When did you get back? Yes. Uh, we came uh, we came back on Wednesday midnight, so really Thursday morning okay. after midnight. So you've had time. I have, but I tell you, I need more. I am so yeah. it it that six hours difference has really, really messed with me. Like I've had three nights that I woke up between one and two in the morning and just stayed up.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. And
2: and then I've had three afternoons where I've just fallen asleep like at weird times. When the one that I woke up at one, I fell asleep at seven at night, didn't even realize it. Woke up at one o'clock in the morning. Everybody uh. went to bed and I was just <laughs> like on the couch, oh, like wondering no. what happened. <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> did everyone leave me because right now like what it, it's like one one o'clock in the morning right now yeah in germany yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that
1: makes it that seems
2: about right. yeah it's yeah. so it's so different um but yes we went we went on vacation came back and then we did that it was like a lot so a lot of july has been trips yeah. for me which That's works cool. out I we've always thought found that july is a good time to travel I think a lot of people are on vacation they take july 4th they it's just july's kind of in between state for for me because a lot of times people want things by summer and we're finishing things up march june and it seems like july is kind of the break period and then you go into the late summer fall thanksgiving deadlines that everybody has Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where that is but germany was great did a lot we drove a lot we drove 770 miles After the trip. My wife went with me, in case anyone doesn't know. Yeah, she was with me. So Festool
0: flew you guys out there, right?
2: Yes. Yes, we went to the Festool headquarters. We went to the manufacturing facilities. We went to Tano's and Cleantech, where they make the sustainers, and they make the backs. And they took us to to some cool cities. And um, is based out of Stuttgart. And then all of the plants, everything's like 30, 40 minutes away. So we we would let that be our home base and each day go out to the different places. Um, Tanos and Cleantech, I'd say it's about an hour and a half away. Cool. But um, the facilities are amazing, just like you would expect. Right. I mean, their manufacturing facility, I thought it would be loud, like a production, you know, even used to Toyota, like what it would be like. Toyota's very clean and overall quiet, but you have noise of there's just like, are they even working? It's like an office environment. And they're just sitting there so quietly putting together the track saw in that they follow it through the process and they just, I think it's so funny at the end, they put it in a sustainer and it goes on a pallet. (laughs) They're done. (laughs) And I kept watching each line. You, it has a picture of the tool and a line is like maybe 30 feet long. And at the end it goes in a sustainer and the robots come and pick up the pallet of sustainers. And it goes from then it's like no human interaction. It takes it and does what it takes it to the truck area of the building it's it's so automated it's crazy so
1: are the um are the saws and stuff are the tools actually hand assembled or is that automated as well
2: so i would say they're hand assembled there's a couple of processes i saw where they would like put something in a press would like press something together and then that hand They would reach in there and grab it like they would be responsible for maybe a person would be responsible for three or four processes and then Mm -hmm. they would hand it over and there'd be maybe three or four people working in one of the lines. So they'd be responsible for making that tool from start to finish in that their own little line and each line operated individually. So it's right. it's a rather small operation the way that it works. And I you mean, know, like they're even putting on the sustainer, they're you can see them putting the things in. You know how you try to figure out sometimes how they go. They right. know how yeah. they go. They're like oh, yeah. it's really cool. Um, you could tell that they knew we were watching them <laughs> because <laughs> they were working like even faster than they normally do. And okay. on one line, they ran out of parts because we stood there so long talking. And the person giving the tour is like they started kind of laughing a little bit and they were like, What's what's wrong? And they're like, Well, they were. They were kind of demonstrating how they put it together so fast for you all. They ran out of, they ran out of parts. <laughs> oh, that's funny. because because they were going a different pace than they normally you know do. But that's funny. Everyone do they do
1: any do they do any of that production stuff where they like gamify the different lines? So they say like the the line be, before you earlier today they assembled you know fifty track saws in an hour or something like that, and they like I post do. like the high watermark
2: they do track their numbers. They have screens on the top um, that yeah. there's a few stations where they don't, they don't do it for the shape or origin. They make that okay. there as well, but they do the standard tools like the 55 track saw and things like that. They have their production numbers and where there should be. And they're tracking all of that. And they use a lot of Toyota principles. Like they use the Kanban system, the just in time inventory, right. the um, the, the visual, you know, always seeing for the management to see what's going on. There was a lot. And I talked to the, the one of the production managers and I told him I used to work for Toyota and he's like, Oh, did you notice we've implemented a lot? I was like, Oh yeah, I noticed. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, um, visual control, a lot of visual control. And that's what that is visual control.
1: Cool. Cool. Yeah. I once went and toured the, uh, the production facility for one of my window suppliers and just seeing, and you know, they were a custom window company, so you could tell them any size window and they would make it on their production floor um but just seeing the the whole production system souped nuts was really really cool and it sounds like this is yeah. very similar
2: yeah it was different than what I was imagining it really was yeah. I think I was imagining more of an automated line with like a saw going down the you know and then like that you know yeah but it was yeah. not it was not it was very hand mostly hand assembly of like screw drum, screw gun assembling things and you know very very it was laid out very organized and you could tell that it had been thought out to the every detail. Do cool. they
1: use do they use their own tools to assemble their tools?
2: You know <laughs> that is that's that's actually a really good question. It's it's almost like going into like the Willy Wonka ca- candy factory. You don't even know what to look at. And yeah. I feel like every time I was looking down the line, I was more concentrated on the employees because they all seem so like I don't know the word for. I guess the one word I'd say is like clean cut. Like they all seem so. uh, Like nothing against our. Nothing against our country, but if you usually go to an assembly plant in America, the women would have their hair up, you know, and they have like maybe a bandana in their hair or something like that. The way I told my wife, I was like, the women that worked there looked like they were getting ready to go out for the night. Like their hair was like, you know. Like made, and they, they, the way they dressed was so professional. They had these little festival different outfits. No one was dressed the same, but they all had their festival gear on. It was just really cool. And I think that grabbed my attention so much that they, they, it reminds me of, I've watched Ferrari documentaries before in Italy, and you see the people that work on the lines and they take pride in working for Ferrari and they just, they're just top notch level people that want to work there. And I feel like yeah. Festool's the same way. Same way. And that makes it seems sense. like they just have really, I guess I'm going to say like high-end employees. I, mm-hmm. I, I, And I gather that everywhere we went, whether it was the engineering lab at the headquarters or the assembly, it all seems like they have really top-notch people. It really, wow. which I'm not surprised, but it was cool to see that. It was so, really cool.
1: So when you go there, is it more of a, um, I'm just like, what's Festool's motivation for sending you there? Are they trying to better educate you or are they trying to, I don't know, maybe excite the employees a little bit? Like what's the, well, what do you think their motivation is?
2: I, I think that that's one of the things that I've like in my brain, I'm thinking when I'm there, I'm like, what is their motivation? And and I had to put together some of the event um, that I wasn't clear about because there was other people there when we got there there was only like four of us, five of us from North America And I'm like, who are all these other people? And then I finally figured out that the other countries in Europe, including like New Zealand and all over, they invited like just a small group. And then they also invited the Festool, like marketing person from that country. They were all, we were all together at the same time. So to me, it was like a worldwide event of bring, bring together a group and let them see the new latest tools, let them have a tour kind of, you know, just kind of almost like a, uh it's like a pr event i guess in a way yeah um, yeah but the, the there were three translators that were with us at all times and we all have headsets and you have to turn it to the channel of your language <laughs> oh
1: that's so funny but yeah it makes sense it, if it's an international it, yeah, event
2: it, and it was cool because the translators and i talked to the one for us we got to she was with us the whole time so i feel like i got to know her she went to dinner with us one night And she kind of reminds me of like a librarian. So she's just, you can tell she's extremely intelligent and, and she just real quiet, but she would stand right with us. And she'd just be like, "Um, the reason why we brought you here today to festival, you know, shes you can't hear her, but you can hear her here. And then all you just hear is German or whatever. They're speaking up there, you know, whoever's speaking, but it was very valuable. What she was doing. The only part that was bad about it though, is people were with, like if I was sitting, next to Lydia or Kyle or somebody. If they say something to you, you have to go, What? What? So you're constantly, oh. you can hear the people you're with because you're listening to this. So, mm-hmm. and then every once in a while, I'd be somebody spoke English and we'd be like, oh, we can take them off. And we, so we were doing that the whole day. They would, re- they would take them back from us and put them on chargers. Then we'd get them back the next day. That whole thing within that, the coordination of that was overwhelming. I, had, I don't know how they did it. There was a yeah, lot that true went into that.
0: I didn't and even they were, think of
2: that. They were yeah. nice too. They were that brand um, Stinghauser or something like that. The little, I recognize the brand from like band equipment and things, yeah, but they yeah. had a bank of those and there was, there was at least three languages cause there were three translators there. Wow. And I um, also asked the translator what other languages she spoke. And she said her mom lives in London. German was her first language. She speaks Spanish and French wow. and um, she's worked for Festival for three years as a translator, cool. as a contractor. And I started thinking when I was on the bus, she knows everything about Festool. She knows all the classified stuff. When the CEOs come over, she's the one one that's talking to on both sides. I'm like, man, talk about a confidentiality she has to sign off on. She knows everything. Ironclad
1: NDA. Yes,
2: yes. (laughs) Because she told me that she's been there for a while. So I know you can't talk specifics,
0: but did you get to see any of the new tools that we know are coming out in 24, 25?
2: no okay so some so the things that you this we all talked about this some of the things that you see on the europe site you know that they haven't confirmed are coming here you know we saw those tools sure but they still haven't confirmed if those are going to be coming to the u.s right and they i don't think they know themselves a lot of people that were giving the tour right but we did get to experience those and We had some great footage that I was very excited about, and then they told us, "Let's not, let's not show that." And I was like, "And then you see it all over your feed." The what I'm talking about, you know, we all got to try it out. And I'm like, "Ah," but I do understand the thinking behind it because we don't know for sure if it's coming to North America. Right, so they gotcha. like they don't want us to excite people about something that may not be That's,
1: coming. That makes sense. Yes. Do you have any insight into why certain products come and others don't? Is like a regulatory thing, or do they just don't know yeah. if the demand is here?
2: So on, on some of the things, like the the original table saw that they had, it was a UL requirement. You know, our electrical requirements, okay. um, le- legal things. Also about how applicable applicable it is to our, like there, there was a, a saw that we freaked out over and um, I did. And then Kyle, the, I don't know if you saw his post about it. It was a miter saw that the fence actually, instead of turning the blade to the fence, the fence would adjust to the blade and it would oh, go yeah, for same. outside corner or inside corner. When you pulled one side, the other side pulled exactly the same. And I was thinking about the possibilities of it but it never came to the US because you can only cut like two and a half inch tall baseboard, which we don't right. generally have that. Um, yeah. So, it, it, that is specifically for flooring installers, it even has wheels on the bottom of it so they can push it around on the floor. And it's the height cool. of a sustainer one. Super cool stuff. Some things are just not, I guess, ideal for our country. That's another reason. <laughs> um, some of it is supply too. Sometimes they don't have enough to supply North America with it. Um, There's, it sounds like there's a lot of, and they just have to kind of pick and choose how what they're going to roll out and when they're going to roll it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Europeans look out for Europeans first and foremost, right? I (laughs) I think that is
2: definitely the case. And I think, you know, sometimes it could even be the supply chain if they can't get enough over in North America, in in Indianapolis, you know, you start promoting and spending all this money promoting a tool and then you can't, can't get it to people. That's kind of a waste of money. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the way I see it, it seems to me is that they roll out all these amazing tools and they just decide where they're going to go or if they're going to go or if, even if they're even going to make them. You know, they Yeah. it's we we spend a lot of times with the developers and the, the engineers and the testing. And it's it's amazing what they go through um, to roll out a tool and what they do to test a tool. Um they showed us the, they have a machine that pulls a, a, a saw back and forth yeah, on a track. I saw
0: that one on your story, yeah,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. And I asked him, I was like, how, how long, how many, how, and he told me in kilometers. And I did the conversion it was 20 miles. They run the saw back and forth for 20 miles on the rail just to test that green adhesive and make sure that, that friction bar and that it, it holds up. And I just blows me away. Um, yeah. They, 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 it was, uh, it was 13 miles that they pull a CT back across the conveyor belt with all kinds of optic obstacles and it's those little plastic wheels, you know, 13 miles. It's like pulling behind your car for 13 miles. It's just crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: It's and the, they, uh, they showed us the, the, the kickback on the track saw how they test that. And it was, it was really cool to see all that.
0: I would love to be able to see all like the R and D behind all these tools and, and stuff because, you always are like, Oh man, I wish this thing had this. I wish this thing had that. And you know that most of these companies know your feedback, but it takes two, three, four, five years to fully roll out and test a tool right. that it mm-hmm. seems like it takes
2: forever for them to make changes. But yes, they they showed the um the kickback, the um the rhyming knife on the back that mm-hmm. senses the kickback, they showed their versions of all the different versions they went through and how they, they, they said how long it was longer than I thought it would be, but they kept like the very last thing that they said that they figured out was they need to put an indention in the riving knife to give it enough strength where it wouldn't just bend when they did their testing. They, it's almost like a stamp shape inside of it that gives it yeah. more strength and rigidity, mm-hmm. but they went through all kinds of testing and like, how, how do we do this? Do we do this? Do we just, and they came up with that and then they had to refine that. And this, they're in a, a, a space is not that huge and they have all the tools to make whatever they want. Like they make the, all their testing equipment is made out of the aluminum um, extrusion that they use in adventure vans. I think about the, you know, the seal assembly lines, they make all of their fixtures and housings and they have all the metal tools and they just make the prototypes and it'd be, a, it'd be a fun area to be in.
1: I bet. I bet. Now hmm. I have to ask you, did you get a chance to see the exoskeleton? Cause I'm super curious about this exoskeleton.
2: I did. I <laughs> okay, did. Okay, all right. And I actually yeah, got to try it out. Okay. And I've went from thinking eh, to going wow. I mean, that's like that's that that could be a game changer. Um I mean, and it's it's public knowledge in Europe, so there's really no reason why, you know, I can't share
1: that right. I so- just
2: we just don't know if we're getting it in North America, but but it is so- what were are your- Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I think I'm probably where you were, you know, a few months ago. I'm I'm quite skeptical of the usefulness of this. So I would love to hear, as somebody who's tried it, what do you see as like a possible like legitimate use case for this thing? Because so-
0: Zach's a custom home builder, so he would do similar stuff to what you would be doing, Ronnie.
2: Yeah. Um. Well, one of the things, like I do, one of the things in my company, we do underdeck ceilings, and we spend a lot of time working over our head with like drilling into brick. Everything is over your head because it's always on the underside of a, of a deck, like with a walkout yeah. basement. And especially when you're using like a big Bosch Bulldog drill and you're going through, you're doing every mortar joint, My especially the beginning of the summer every year, I can feel it in my shoulders because they have to mm-hmm. like work back up. Yeah. The exoskeleton would allow you to think about it, it as giving you like 20 pounds of additional strength.
3: Right. Like
2: 20 pounds. Like yeah. when you're 20 pounds in you would almost not even be able to tell that you have your hands in the air and you okay. can adjust how much much but the part i didn't get is how does it how does it know to let your arms back down and you yeah, set a, a you set a threshold on it you've got a little little button and you can say that you want it to help you starting at your shoulder width uh. or you can say you want it to help you starting like kind of like mid chest or mm-hmm. you want it to help you starting like you were picking something up from a table
1: Okay. And when
2: and when you go to pick it up, you do not feel like if it's the best way to put it is you're picking up a twenty pound box, you wouldn't be able to tell you're picking it up. You know, it's it's nuts.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's crazy.
2: But they were explaining to us how they had to really they did a lot of ergonomic like medical type studies to making sure that they didn't help you out too much because that's what happens in space. You know, you don't have enough resistance. Your muscles will actually get weaker. So they had to dial it back. So that's where oh, interesting. we're that's- sitting in the we're sitting in the conference room. <laughs> and Kyle, <laughs> Kyle with our buildings is next to me. We got somebody else that were like questions. It's like Kyle's like, so so how much can you turn that up to? You said you dialed it back. And he was like, he just kept saying, Oh, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to. He's like, no, no. <laughs> Kyle was like, well, no, but like if you did want to turn it up, like what? And it went back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and then it was I mean I lived a car. <laughs> and, and finally, he finally, he was like, it's perfectly capable of doing at least four times what we have it set to. And I was like, cool. That's cool. Ooh, Very up. cool. Um, the, the weight of it is, um, I think about 16 pounds. Is okay. what it not too comes crazy. to, I, I used my like converter. The, the whole time I'm there, I'm going on there, Googling how much is seven, seven K, K KG, How much is kilometers? Yeah. How much is I'm like everything. I'm like, what does that mean? Okay. <laughs> but, um, Drywall shorty tried it on, and you know she's five. she's five one because we had to measure her to do the adjustments on there. And she was about borderline. and it's funny she was the first level on the chart. The chart didn't go any lower than her. And I think for her it was still a little bit awkward. but for the standard average size person, I think it's it's got a lot of promise. It really does. So
1: when you strapped it on for the first time, was it intuitive to use? Were you able to just like get right to it or was it a little awkward at first?
2: The only thing that was not intuitive when I first put it on was my arms. I couldn't get them to come down very easy. And he showed Mm -hmm. me the adjustment that you have to say where you want the threshold to bring your arms back down. Okay, interesting. So the ideal thing, like a drywall installer, it would be amazing because you could have it set. You bring your arms up and you could just work up, you know, holding the sheets and it would be a game changer. Anyone that worked overhead, I think would be the, the biggest Yeah, and 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 like I I could see like assembly line factories, just almost the ergo people going crazy and saying, Mm -hmm. "I require this for all employees." They actually even talked about how you can change out the um, the material if you have more than one user. So, like you like the sweaty, gross thing, you can change out that part. And that that was one thing that I was wondering about. Um, But yeah, it was neat to see that because I've always heard about it, you know, and we we've seen stuff about it on social now forever oh, right oh, and i've we right. been like i've been like is that really something that but it i did see merit in it and i hope it does come to north america it's it was very interesting
1: do you think there's ever a place for it in your workshop
2: uh, not in my shop but when oh. i was doing the deck ceilings or even yeah. um, really even a crown molding installer i could see it being nice because there's times you know like when you're that one shot when your gun has no more nails in it that you really, really need it. Yeah, And that's the one that always fires and you're still holding it. And you're like going, ah, why is it always run out when you're trying to get that one to help hold it? Um, It would be nice to have that, you know, extra strength or really just no strain on you. Yeah, for sure. Um, For sure. It has, it has a lot of settings. You look at a chart and it tells you what to set it on the, um, the backpack, the backpack part will spread open and the arms and everything adjust to like the size, your size body based on your height. It kind of has suggested settings, so it's um oh. it's well thought out, and you can tell they spent a lot of time developing it.
1: Oh, I That's bet it. if they're if we're seeing it now, it's probably been in development for ten oh, yeah. years or whatever, right? Oh yeah,
2: oh yeah. Ced yeah. just said just said before he's like, you wouldn't believe some of the things are gonna come out four or five years from now. And I hate when he does <laughs> that to me. I hate it. He's done it to me since I've known him. He's like, just wait till next year, and you're like what Sedge? what, what? just wait, wait.
0: <laughs> he likes to mess with people like oh. i remember i was asking him about a cordless trim router and he just kind of goes yeah wait I don't, I don't know you'll just have to wait so it's just yeah. like said is it common? and the yeah. face doesn't change i don't know yeah just sometimes, <laughs> you could, sometimes
2: you can sometimes you can see a little a little a little ting in his eye uh-huh. a, little mm-hmm. sparkle, a little sparkle it'll go ding, and you're like i saw that yeah sometimes
0: like, I you I got to watch
2: for his response. You got to ask it and just watch. Sometimes uh, So, the questions. exoskeleton, what does it run off
0: of? Like 18 volt batteries?
2: Yes, same batteries. Mm-hmm. Same two batteries. Of them? One, I believe it was I believe it was one. The, really? the How long the engineers were um were they they put those in there for us before they put them on? It may have been two, but I think I only saw them put one on there, but it is the standard 18 volt battery that goes oh. in the 12 pack.
1: Okay. and do you like this might be too technical a question but you know how long it lasts on one battery like it's, it can't be all day you know, i assume that those.
2: i don't think i heard that question ask okay i think we were so excited to try it out like well, they had a yeah, sitting I in a conference room and they were talking about it in the slides and we were all sitting there going are we gonna get to try <laughs> it out <laughs> yeah yeah i was so excited and that's why you know i have the footage of trying it and they're like yeah let's not put it and i was like oh no so eventually, maybe if they roll it out, I'd be like, I've got footage. Um, we were using it with the Planex, the drywall. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, you know, To mm-hmm. give you an idea, I was holding it with one hand and sanding. Oh, wow. Hand, with it out yeah, straight I, out. I,
1: I've yeah. used my Planex for a long time, and I always have to do, you know, a small section of the ceiling. I'm like, oh, I need a break. I'll do the wall oh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah same. It, it burns after a while.
2: Same. I have I have the Planex, and I, when you re- use it overhead, it really you really start feeling it quickly. Yeah. Cause you're you're holding that weight and you're also moving it back and forth and you start getting a burning in your shoulders. It's awful. So yeah, yeah, that, that would be another person that would be not just for hang drywall, but for sanding it would be unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. True.
0: I'm definitely gonna want to get my hands on this, but
1: I might I might even People. just buy one, make a video about it, and then return it. Cause I, I don't know if yeah.
0: I would Festool <laughs> does like, have like the 90-day guarantee or
1: whatever it is. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there might be some fine prints on the exoskeleton that, like, if you buy it, you gotta keep it. But right. I, who knows? I,
2: I heard some side conversations. I I feel like somebody was talking about that it wouldn't even be sold in tool stores. It'd be sold in like a different type of store that's like maybe like an ergo workwear type store and not uh, in necessarily a tool location yeah. and i think it's yeah. going to be very expensive too from what i gather
0: oh, um, i would so imagine it's, it's at least 2000 yeah oh, I, I was think, thinking more I
2: think, like 10 no I th- i'm just from what i was hearing like people were talking about europe thing i'm i think i was hearing somewhere in the three four range is what i was yeah. hearing that seems about right okay. that's and that no, was all just wait. chatter i was hearing chatter but I don't think anyone, that's the other thing. I don't think anyone in North America knows what the prices of the tools are going to be. Like even like a sedge type person until they roll them out. Right. Um, just like the, um, you know, the, the new sustainer table saw that's coming out. You know, I still have not heard a price of that. Meteor, still.
0: yeah.
2: And yeah. I worked, as, I worked the um, JLC show with sedge all day and right. everybody asked everybody. And it's How like, we it? don't know. We don't Can't know. That was Can't one of the you. top questions. How much is it? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah it's i like, was trying out the uh the cordless reciprocating saw at the event jason did here in toronto and i was asking the rep i was like so how much is this gonna be They're like i don't know probably pretty competitive yeah. but that's about as much
2: as i can tell you yeah right so yeah. that was another tool that shocked me i tried that out at um i don't remember what it was the one or was it, it was the one at the festival headquarters when we did the build-off Was it that? Is that where they took us upstairs on like the mezzanine level? Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, and I was kind of like, ah, I have the reciprocating saw, I don't want to try it. And I picked it up, and first I noticed how how had a lot of more weight to it. When I went to cut into there, it's like balanced, and I was like, whoa! I didn't know it it could be this enjoyable.
0: Like bounce and like wobble. Because like some recip saws, you put on the wood, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, hold on,
2: hold on. No, you know, it's like all
1: of my teeth after using it's it. It's balanced,
2: right? <laughs> it gets yeah. a lot of hate. It gets a lot of hate for having dust collection option. Everybody's like, "Who hey, uses a reciprocating saw with dust?" But you know, there's times when everybody could use that. You know, yeah, if you're cutting sure. into a doorway into a finished house and doing it, mm-hmm. mine's well not throw dust everywhere. You know, yeah. so I wouldn't always use it with dust collection, but I like that it has it. Yeah,
3: for so sure. That was impressive. That's drywall, an impressive tool. Like that. yeah, yeah, that's why.
2: I, cutting drywall with two by four stud wall, just cutting it out. Maybe be a great application for it. So yeah, that's an impressive tool.
0: So Ronnie, I want to know you like your full time business is custom home remodeling and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. How do you balance doing that while still being in the content creation game? Because I think a lot of people think like, oh, if I'm, you know, remodeling homes full-time. There's no way I have time for content. How do you manage that balance? I'm not sure
2: that I do manage it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've realized for a while now, something has to give and it's like, it's, it's a struggle. Like I I would say a lot of times my work week on that side, the remodeling type ideally is like a three-day work week. And then I need two days for just like creating and like doing other things it's a really, really hard struggle. And it's one of the things I look most forward to talking, you know, the group we were with um, was Kyle with our buildings, drywall shorty, Lydia, you know, she's th- there. Um, and then, uh, well, dusty is a full-time content creator, dusty lumber. He, yeah. He's full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but talking to the other two, you know, they're still trying to do their thing plus doing social media. And it is a, it is a very big challenge because ideally, you know, from talking to everyone, I, ideally you're just a full-time content creator who's focusing on content creation right. and not client work. And it's so hard to do both. I know yeah. Jason bent He was doing both and he just went away from client work. So I, I don't know. I, I have in my mind a goal of not doing client work eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because it's so difficult and I have so much client work I could do for myself that I really, like we have, I have a lot of rental houses that I've always, I'm at a collector of rental houses for 20 years and <laughs> our house, my wife has a list a mile long and I don't yeah. ever make it to our own house. It's a struggle. So like just with our house and our rental houses, I have the places for content, but right. it's just uh where do you, where do you, um, you know, make that jump. Mm-hmm. If they kept the reels bonus on Instagram, <laughs> um- it, it would have been really nice. because Zach never I was, got it. Oh,
1: yeah. As a I Canadian, was, I just they they just wrote off our entire country, so I never even got the opportunity. Same thing with TikTok, all these things. The only thing that pays me money is YouTube.
2: Well, you know, it was a blessing and a curse for me because I was just ramping up to like really start getting more serious about YouTube, and then Instagram Reels bonus came along, and I was like, What? that's pretty cool. I'm going to try that. I'm going to see if I can hit it every single month. I was like, it was like a drug. I was like, what? Only 1 million views on that. Oh, I need more. I need more. I need more. Right. I mean, I was, I was obsessed. I was obsessed with making sure I hit that bonus every single month. And I completely forgot that YouTube even existed (laughs) during that time. And I think that's what they were trying to accomplish. It worked. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, probably. It completely worked. Um, So that threw me off a little bit, but um, it was a good run. Um, but I need to, I'm, I'm starting to do a little bit more back on the YouTube side. I definitely like short form video much better. Sure. Um, I, 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 do well with the reels on, you know, Facebook or shorts on YouTube. They seem to do pretty, pretty nicely doing long, as you know, is a whole different ball game and it oh, takes yeah. more time. <laughs> it takes more time. Is, yeah. Um, but I, I'm really wanting to focus more on that. Um, you know, getting into that more, but it's, uh, it's, as you know, it can take as much time as you as you let it and oh my you know, I, I've i just recently stopped responding to every single comment that I that yeah. on everything. And that's, that's when I, it was for a while, it was when I woke up till the time I was going to my normal work day and then sitting on the couch, my wife watched TV and I'm sitting there just pounding out the responses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, pounding out the responses. And then finally I've just started to, where I'll, I'll respond. And then I just kind of like, I'm saying that, but I bet you'd have trouble finding something I have responded to. <laughs> right.
0: I See, I got to the point
2: where I would get anxiety. I'm like,
0: oh, my gosh, I haven't checked comments in an hour. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. kind of talk to yeah. myself. I'm like, hey, like, you got to live a life outside of your Hi. day job and the social yes. media thing. Like, yeah. reply with like, oh, if I'm, you know, waiting for Miranda to finish. That's my fiance for uh, her to finish putting makeup on and we're like going out to dinner. Sure. Great time to reply to some comments, but I'm not going to do that as I'm sitting at the table for, with her. Absolutely not.
2: Yeah. I, have you noticed, this is amazing to me. I'm not like a psychology person that like, I want to know that much about psychology, but I feel like when you're social media, you start seeing patterns. Like you can take the same piece of content and you can post it on any platform. And if it's a viral type, you will get the same four to five responses. Oh, Oh Yeah. And then you could classify them. And my wife gets tired of hearing about it, but I'm like, it's so funny. People are so mm-hmm. like, there's this one that I've used four times where a I, I hinge that the screw is stripped out and I take a golf tee and I stick it in the hole and I break it off with glue. Mm-hmm. There's a group of people that get so upset. They're like, who has time to play golf? Who has, who wants to go out and buy golf tees? <laughs> who must be nice to be able to play golf? And I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. And... <laughs> Then there's a group that's mad that I put the screw in while the glue was wet. There's a group mm. of that. Then there's the group that says the wood group, the wood glue is going to fuse to the screw and I'll never be able to get it out again. And I'm like oh, thinking, okay. do you know how wrong that is? <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> funny. And, and then yeah. your screw's too short. But it it's every time I post it, it's it always goes viral, but it always is the same comments. And it just shows you how people's responses to things are so uh predictable. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah,
1: totally. Well, especially when you're dealing with, you know, uh, g- large groups of people at scale, like one person, it's hard to predict, but a group of a million people, you can like, you can start to make assumptions and you can be like, oh, okay, yeah. there's gonna be 25% extremely jealous people. There's going to be 10% people who oh, think yeah. they know better than you. And like, yeah.
3: Yeah, if I had that
0: tool,
2: I could do it too. There's always oh, that, yeah, it, yeah. that guy too. Yeah. It's <laughs> like
0: it's like you're putting out this piece of content. You're like predicting the future. You're like, all right, yeah. I'm going to get 17 comments about this. I'm like, it's just yeah. funny.
2: Like you know, I love on. it. I love it when I call when I tell my wife, I'm like, you see that right there? I said somebody's going to notice that I this or that, and it takes a while. It it takes it till it gets to a viral level. And all of a sudden, people are like they just call it out. And I'm like, I knew it. I knew somebody was going to call it out. And then people just jump on there. It's, it's great. That part's entertainment. Cause I realize once you start getting those comments, it means that's viral. Oh yeah. You don't get it with your followers. You get it. Once it gets out into the outside world, you start getting bashed and then you're like, yes, Yes. I'm getting bashed.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I actually take negative comments now as a sign of like a job well done in a lot of ways. I'm like, I am getting out beyond my normal audience to like a new group of people.
2: And when you get a start getting uh, mean comments, like 40 minutes after you posted it, that's a really good thing. Oh, yeah. That means it jumped right out there. That's that's great. I've got
0: every once in a while when I post videos, especially on YouTube, I'll leave little like tiny like troll bait things in there. So sometimes I'll be like, you know, cutting a piece and then I'll like drop on the floor. But just for that clip, I'll like cut a piece and I'll take my shoes off and have the wood like drop on the floor looks like it's almost going to crush my feet and then i immediately snap to something else i would get emails from people funny. telling me how unsafe it is to be woodworking without shoes on it's so yeah. funny
2: you're yeah, like jason's in the shop all the time with his uh flip-flops on you know? yeah. 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 yeah yeah he gets a lot of hate for that yeah uh, people are observant it's funny my daughter's helped me before with and she's like i'm like move that in the back and and she's like, dad, nobody cares. I'm like, people see everything. There's, everything. Yeah,
1: most people don't care, but there's like 0.1% of people who are very vocal and they will see it and they will make a big deal about it.
2: I've always got to, you've got to pay attention to what's, I mean, it happened to Jason not long ago. He had um, he had something in the back that wasn't supposed to show when he realized he had it in a video. He had to pull mm. it down. If you don't think about your angles, you got you to yeah. think about what you're showing. Yeah. Everything.
0: Well, I know you don't have to say specifically, but was it something that like was like personal family stuff? A tool that wasn't out? Something inappropriate? Yeah, a tool.
2: Yeah, he okay. had borrowed it from Sedge. Yeah, Oh. yeah. 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 yeah he <laughs> was and they're yeah. Lucy probably saw it. was like,
0: take that down. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Lucy's the one that told us we couldn't post about the EXO. She checked with the mothership, yeah. and I understand what she was saying, but and I understand too. I mean, the last thing you want is people like you know coming over and saying, Hey guys, look at this. And people are like, really? And, they, and then they're going to be like, Oh, you're not getting it. it that would be bad. Right. That that yeah. would be the opposite right. of what they want that event to be um, yeah. for sure. But um, we did get to see all of the tools that are being rolled out, you know, this year um, which I think it, there's nothing that you all have not seen that's coming out this year. I think right. you've seen them all. Right. Um, and it was cool to, you know, talk to the people that actually developed that. Uh, another fun fact that I noticed when I was there, the guys, we were at the Planex booth and this guy with like dark brown hair, kind of a ponytail, he's sitting there talking to us. And I look over at the graphic wall and I see that's the guy in the advertisement for the Planex. I started realizing every one of the places we went to, the engineers, the people you see on the Festool tool ad, those are the guys that are the engineers and the people uh, that are the product really? experts for that tool. So uh, they're not like paying people... Whenever you see the guys in the catalogs, like the those those are their actual people that are responsible for that that tool. That's
1: why they that's why they look so done up on the production floor because they never know when yeah. the photos gonna be <laughs> that's, taken. That's right. <laughs> this is my time to shine, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Getting in that catalog. I'm gonna be
0: in the centerfold on the plane
2: catalog. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, I you know I didn't tell you the highlight. This is I'm definitely bragging right now. I'm I'm right, pretty excited. I was pretty excited. We were we were at the exoskeleton booth and this guy comes up to the door and he goes Ronnie Ronnie and I'm like what what is what is he doing he goes he goes I'm the line leader on the TS55 line he's like I'm a big fan can I get a picture with you oh nice and I was wow, like that's awesome so oh it gets better he taps Kyle our buildings who has 42 bazillion followers you know on every platform he goes hey will you take our picture <laughs> and Kyle's like, <laughs> Kyle's like okay um He's like, how do you want it? Portrait or landscape? And he was like, I want a portrait landscape. Do it all, do it all. Just keep hitting it, keep hitting it. So he grabbed Dusty and got a picture. And that was, that was really cool to me because I told my wife, I'm like, I went to Germany and somebody knew who I was. That's
1: so cool. That's awesome. That was so cool. And
2: he asked me if we saw the line. I was like, oh yeah, it was so cool. And he was very proud of his station and asked if I saw where, and I was like, oh yeah, we were out there already. He's like, Oh, he goes, I must have been on break. He goes, I'm so glad you got to see it. It was just really cool. And in this, the whole time, I know this guy's speaking English as his second language. Right. Which, you know, I feel like a big dummy going to that country where everybody just about spoke our language, but we don't speak theirs. Right. You know, that's right. It's right. amazing. Yeah. But it was a it was a great opportunity, though. And it was fun. So was
0: it, do you get recognized in public often? Because I don't.
2: I'm maybe you know, like three times I have. Yeah. If If I go to like a Woodcraft or a... <laughs> Lumber supply yard, sure. or something, or or like a show, like like if I go to the IWF show or I go somewhere, you'll see the the long stare type thing. Most guys won't say something to the other guys. Yeah, you know, we well, we've talked about that before. You know, they'll just kind of give you the stare, or they'll tell their wife they know who you are, but they don't really you know say anything. But that's about as far as it's really really gotten with me. I think it's I it's think kind I've, of odd.
0: I've learned by the long stare. So the first show I ever went to was with. Jason and Sedge for the festival thing at Hartville. And I like, I saw like people staring at me and I talked to Jason about it. I was like, Hey, I've never been to one of these things before. He goes, Oh no, no. When you have men stare at you, it's that they recognize you, but they don't
2: want to be awkward. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. hey, I know you. So
0: like you just go, Hey, what's going on America?
2: And then it's kind of a weird, it's just a weird stare. I've had it. I was waiting once for them to load like lumber at a, a hardwood supplier and I was looking at my phone. And I saw this guy kind of looking at me, kind of gave me a little creepy thing. And all of a sudden he goes over and he goes, Hey, did you ever get that? Um, Did you ever get that? Uh, so-and-so installed? And I'm sitting there thinking, how does he know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I have had that too. And then I realized I was like, Oh, oh and the other oh. thing, my van I'm regularly tagged on stories. Cause people will be next to me on the road and they'll tag me. And that is so weird to me. Like one time I was at a red light. I looked like the husband and wife were looking over, I was like, they must be looking for woodwork. They're looking for my phone number, which is not on my van. It just has my company name. That's it. And then the next thing I look, I'm I've been tagged on a story, and it's my van going well. down the road. And it's odd feeling, you know, to <laughs> yeah, have totally. that happen. Yeah, that's that's a, that's another odd one. But I um I purposely stopped posting to Facebook twelve years ago um, because I was attracting all the people I knew who wanted me to do the projects for free. So I just went, Mm -hmm. I wanted to keep doing it. So I just, I went to Instagram and I started doing it more like on a worldwide stage. So it's very odd for me when it locally, someone, because I, I just tried to purposely get away from my local market. Um, but I did just recently start posting to Facebook. Like I'd say like, I don't know, maybe a month ago to a month and a half ago. And I had 600 followers on Facebook, (laughs) 672. And I think I'm, I should be hitting 10,000 this, this month. And I've Dance just been reusing. I've, I've been reusing content that I've used forever on Instagram. So I'm right. just yeah. putting stuff out there, and it's 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 kind of a new goal. I thought, well, they own each other. Might as well be on both of them.
1: Right? Yeah, for sure. I was
2: super
0: inspired by Brad Rod, Brad Rodriguez's talk. That's from, yeah, That was it. Yeah. Workbench. Com. And I. Have. To Yeah, I completely put off Facebook. I was like, Facebook is is for old people. It's stupid. And I'm like, holy smokes! Like, me too. I'm making a good amount of money on it now, and I'm I'm like 70 followers away from unlocking like their long form monetization thing. And I have Mm -hmm. so many
2: videos that are like three minutes long that I could just go
0: boom, 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 boom. Just put them all out.
2: Yeah, I kind of feel bad about taking like a 12-year break on it because when I first started my business and I left the corporate world, that's how I got all my business. It was people I knew and I was posting. And then once I felt like I didn't need that anymore, I I stopped. I just stopped because I didn't want them to call me because I was already too busy. Yeah. But, um, but now I'm jumping back in there. It's funny. People I know are seeing these videos and they're like, we really enjoy your videos. We really like what you're doing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't just start doing this. <laughs> yeah. You're, doing just this now, years. you're just now, you're just now seeing it. Seeing now. it. Right. Yeah. You're just now seeing it, but it's been, it's been interesting. But yeah, I went to that same one. Um, Jason, um, Sedge and I all went to it and we were all just sitting there with our jaws open after that class because I was like, I'm leaving money on the table by not, you know, doing Facebook. Right. Sure. Yeah, totally. Right. So,
0: I want to know because I have not signed up for this. This new Instagram threads thing. Have you guys signed yeah. up for
1: this? I, I have. I did. I think it's kind of DOA though. I I've I was reading a news article that like the traffic on is uh, like a quarter of what it was on like the first week.
2: Now. Well, it's it's it looks like to me another Instagram. It's another place to post a video, a picture, or a, a at first everybody was treating it like Twitter. And then mm-hmm. I started seeing, I was tagged on something. A US tool and fastener posted a tool and they tagged me on it. And I saw the post and I was like, this looks just like an Instagram post. It's a picture of a tool. It's a description. And I was tagged on it. And I was like, yeah. we basically have another Instagram silo that we're doing. Yeah. I thought it was
0: text only. I haven't, no, I, I know nothing you can about put,
2: it. I didn't know that either until I was tagged. You can put a picture on there as well. So it's basically another, it's another posting site, but more in a Twitter format. Mm-hmm. I guess. Huh. Mm-hmm. Is there is any, any monetization available? Nothing right now. But what we all found out at the same time is you can, once you install it, you cannot uninstall it without deleting your Instagram. I heard that. Oh, really? Which wow. is tricky. Very tricky. Yeah. I think that's very tricky. So I've got a mine. Bug? Or do you think that's a I, real I think, I think that it may have been a development oversight. I almost feel like it has to be. They just yeah. didn't, it, they didn't have a way to to un pull your threading into your <laughs> Instagram account. Right. Once you're yeah. threaded in, they can't pull it back out. Um, that's my guess. But I've, I've, I've had two posts just to kind of see if I could do it. But other than that, like you said, the first week I was checking it a lot. I haven't been back now right. in a while.
1: I um, was trying to think like, what is actual relevant text-based contents that we could do as, you know, woodworkers or builders
0: isn't yeah. that like what the thing is in your Instagram yes. messages, the little blob uh, of like, you got I put out too. a post or I just pooped or like whatever I dumb know. stuff people post on there. Yeah. That, that's a
2: that's a whole nother thing. It's like you, you start feeling like you should be playing all these different things that they have. And it's like, you can only do so much, right? You know, so you've yeah. not, now you have a story, a post, the little message over your window and you have threads and that's just an Instagram. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's a lot so it's it's hard to know where to focus on it'll be interesting to see where threads goes
0: i mean especially like let's be real there's no longer any way to make money on instagram natively Mm -hmm. so it's like it's hard to really devote a lot of time to that
2: yeah i i took a break when they when they stopped the reels bonus it was a I enjoyed it. I like took over. It was over a month where I just almost didn't post anything. Yeah. But you get punished. Instagram punishes you when you do that. Oh yeah. Because then you'll sure. you'll for post sure. something and it'll be like four people saw that. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. put out a
0: reel and you're like, I got a hundred yeah. views. You're like,
2: something's. Are you all mad at me? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and so then you post the silliest thing on TikTok and you'll either get four views or four million views. It's oh, like, oh yeah.
2: yeah. You know, I took a video for Kyle our buildings and he posted it. He woke up the next morning on TikTok. And he had over a million views. Right. And he wow. was like all it was was just a that saw I was talking about and it was where he pulled it together, put the trim in there and did it. He said he looked, checked it right before he went to sleep. Every post he said it was doing all right. Next morning it was over a million. Just <laughs> yeah. overnight. Just hit. It's crazy. And then
0: that's what like 17 cents on TikTok or something.
2: Oh, it's yeah, it's we were they were talking about that. It's like you, you don't, yeah, you don't see anything from any of that yeah. unless you were uh, Kardashian level, maybe, but
0: yeah. it made me feel yeah. better when Brad from Fix This Build That was like, Yeah, I think I've made like three grand on TikTok since I started. I was like, Oh, okay, yes. that makes me feel better. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I've heard some really big names too, like you know, even the Mr. Beast type people saying that it's not even worth concentrating on the money on that is so low mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: it's so It's low. just for me it's just a place i repurpose things i i make a, a short form video it goes on instagram goes on tiktok goes on facebook and facebook. it goes on my youtube shorts channel
2: that's yeah, it yeah. I, yeah I need to post more on there my reasoning for joining was it was during christmas break and my daughter who's 18 now she was talking about tiktok and i was like maybe i should start posting she's like dad your kind of stuff works on instagram It would never work on TikTok. You would never be able to make it work. And I was like, really? So I was like trying to find my most viral viral, stuff. Right, right, right. I put nine out there. And I like went up to like 12,000 followers. And I was like, look, look at what's this? She was probably so mad. She was. (laughs) She was. I did it just to kind of show her that I could do it, you know? Yeah. And I wished I kept up with it. This has been probably a few years ago. And then I've went through phases where I'm like, I don't think TikTok's going anywhere. But now I don't think it's going anywhere. You know, it's, it's, I mean, I, I think, I thought it was going to go away, and now I don't think it's going anywhere. So it, it's definitely worth paying attention to, and I'll it's one of the most eye-opening things. And I've told Sedge and Jason this: whenever a new tool, toy, or anything that my son's looking at electronics, he'll what he doesn't go to Google, he goes to. They TikTok use it as a search engine. It. That really? blows me away. Yeah, that blows In me my, away too. My daughter's the same way. She's t- she's talked about things before. I'm like, how did you know uh, TikTok? I look it up there. I've never looked something up on TikTok. I didn't. Know. You could. But people, you hit the search feature. You can put on their Canon, whatever, camera, all kinds of things come up. Hmm. And I don't think of that. And that's almost scary that people are using TikTok as a, you know, not to say that Google is all like relative true information, but TikTok, it seems like to me, it's like, I don't know. I don't look at that as an information source Yeah. or yeah. the entertainment, but I mean, he, everything, he looks at up there. That's where he goes. Hmm. They don't, they don't use Google. They don't. That's wild. It's interesting. Me. That's a 16 and 18-year-old. They don't.
0: Okay. So that's
2: that makes me think also that TikTok's not going anywhere. It uh, really isn't.
0: I just want them to monetize it better. Like, yeah. yeah. I know they have the new thing where if if you I think it's if they will only pay you, and this is how I've read it. They will only pay you on videos that are longer than 60 seconds, but they pay you oh. significantly more. You can like sign up for two different versions of the, of the payment method. But my understanding is if you sign up for the one that pays you more, you'll no longer get any payment on things that are under 60 seconds,
1: but I could be wrong. Hmm. Hmm. But it sounds like you're saying that's not even worth it. Like the under 60 yeah. seconds doesn't even pay enough to really justify the time. So
2: no, yeah, even, I've heard several that have huge followings out there say it's just not that great. No, it's, I mean, um, I'm going to
0: pull mine up. I'm pretty sure I have, you know, like I've got like 125,000 followers. I've got tons and tons and tons of videos. Let's see. And the whole lifetime that I've had TikTok, I've made hold on. Oh, mm-hmm. of course no, it's not loading. Oh, $1,926. So it's like, Kind of irrelevant. I mean, if you send me that yeah. check, I'm gonna cash it. But like, that's like over the like course two, of two and a half years of yeah. posting yeah. at
2: least one video every day. You yeah. know, I was, I was so into like I think it's ten thousand when you monetize on TikTok, so. and I wanted to get to ten thousand. I did everything you're supposed to do. I go to apply for it, and I was denied. They said that I didn't meet the criteria because of offensive content, and I was oh. like, what? I mean, like, my, I've always been the most politically correct, corporate minded person. I've never done anything. Like, and I was like, what? And then I reapplied again. They turned me down three times, told huh. me that I have offensive content. So that's when I stopped posting because I was, I, I found that whenever I, I stop and protest, like with Instagram and the others, they don't really care no (laughs) (laughs) they don't care they just keep on going and i'm sitting there going do you all see me i'm not doing anymore (laughs) and they don't they don't care
3: they're like that's right i don't care we don't need you
2: they're like we don't care if you stop for a year we don't need you exactly so then usually i just pick myself back up and i get back in the game but yeah i don't think tiktok's going anywhere you go well i gotta do it what about it was a lot of
0: shorts do you think any youtube shorts is gonna do anything
2: I, I I like YouTube YouTube shorts, one because I can use an Instagram reel and shorts together. It's right. one mm-hmm. piece of content that I can use across both. And I do pretty I do fairly well with shorts because I, I think I, I feel like I've mastered that. the reels. Um so I definitely can feel like I can knock those out. Um like I said, my biggest thing is to do more long form form content. Um I would say I make more off shorts than I do long form. Hmm. Yeah. I
0: see that was my thing is I did a bunch of YouTube shorts on my main channel. And then like, I got like several million views in a month. I was like, okay, this is exciting. It's probably going to pay pretty well. And I got like $90. I was like,
2: yeah, it's not near as good as a long video that pops off for sure. The regular Mm -hmm. one, because you don't make the same thing. You make the opposite of what your 40, 60 split, I believe on shorts, Uh, right. right? 60, 40. And, but, but what I like about the shorts is that they don't, that what, what really annoyed me about Instagram is you'd come out with a really great video. It would pop off like two weeks into it. It'd be viral. And then after two, after it's been out there for 30 days, you didn't get paid for it anymore. And that was really, really annoying me. So I'd only have like two weeks of viralness and get paid for those views. And then that video would continue to go on. Like I'd hit like maybe 2 million on a video after 30 days. And then they're not paying me for it anymore. And then that video went on to have like 10 million views. And you're like, ah, well, on YouTube shorts, it doesn't have an ending, which is nice. Just like the long videos. So what I've found is if you have enough shorts that are viral, that are always kind of continuing to get, you can build those on top of each other and you can see a, a a sizable amount, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it takes work just like the other side. Right. I've seen, I've seen success with that. It's not as good as the reels bonus. I mean, I was, I was loving that. That was awesome. But little did I know it was turning into my full time job. <laughs>
3: right, right.
2: Did I you mean, have like
0: full intention of like turning it into a full time job, or was it just like, oh, it's kind of cool? Like, some,
2: I knew some I knew reels or... was temporary. I knew yeah. it was, but I was just fully embracing every every month. I was like, is it going to come out again? I don't know. Is it going to come? And I would get that invitation every time, and then all of a sudden I got an invitation, and it was like they were like, you get a new bonus, and it was like,
0: ah. Uh, did you get the it max was,
2: one that was $35,000? It it was. They changed it. Yeah, it was like $35,000, but for, it was for like 200 million views.
0: Yeah, yeah I and think the, I had 349 yeah. million views with yes. my target. So and I was like, the
2: first, <laughs> no. The first thing I did was I went to Kim Kardashian's site, and I went to her reels, and I looked to see what she got on views. Right. She could not even get that bonus. No. And I was oh, like, wow. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. You sure know? Is. Yeah. I think mine was... um. Was it 16 million views? And I hit it every month for wow. for a year and a half. I hit it every Woo. month. It was. I mean, it was. It was a lot of work. Do the math, people. It's uh, it's not
0: yeah. a linear scale. It's a good amount of money that you're making. Every yeah, month yeah, off, yeah. Off
2: yeah, it was. Bonus. It was. A, it was a lot of work. But it. it I mean, it, I was sitting there driving, thinking of reels. I was like, okay, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and i'll be writing them down like, what was uh, the one i thought of yesterday but, if, but did you repost them would you be like well i posted this one you know three weeks i ago should have park. reposted more than i did oh, i I, still yeah. do. I you yeah. know that's where the class we went to at WorkbenchCon about facebook and reposting and so i i don't i used to think if i did that people would be like hey you just posted that last year but i've got a new saying that i tell my wife all the time i'm like you know what i just posted that one about the hinge and the golf thing to you i was like posted it because i didn't remember myself that i posted it if i don't remember i posted it no one else does yeah so uh, yeah it's and then not only that most people didn't even see it no you know people don't see your posts it's like you almost need to post something three or four times for uh, enough of your 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 i I think of us all as co-workers out in the social world right most people don't see people's stuff so oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It definitely. I wished I recycled more content during that time. I felt like I needed a new piece of content every day. A lot of times, I was posting in the morning and night. I was doing two yeah. posts a day. I was going on vacation with like a camera roll full and the phone, yeah. and knew <laughs> like what I was going to post. <laughs> oh, I do that.
0: I'll like load tons of different old reels to my phone. Excuse me. And then when if, yeah. if I'm like ever just like have some downtime, am like, oh, I'll just post this one. It could be from
2: two years ago
0: i'll still write it
2: yeah yeah it's it's i mean it's still valuable content and most a lot of people haven't seen it yet so definitely you know definitely reuse them it's it's been a fun adventure well we got
0: some questions from some Mm -hmm. listeners and we're gonna answer those in the after show so we're gonna we're gonna end the main show here and for all the patrons that want to unlock the after show uh, you can go over to patreon.com slash off the cut podcast. And remember when you support us, you're not supporting the green Suitors podcast <laughs> available on Apple and Spotify. <laughs> this rivalry has been funny though. Like it's because it's like, yeah, Everybody knows it's a joke, but we've seen our like listenership go up, and I'm sure you guys have too, because people are like, "Oh, what's this other podcast? I got to check it out." Well,
1: at this point, like, you get curious. You like, you have to know what the other podcast sounds like in order to be in a joke, right? I mean, the things
2: you all do with puppies, people people want (laughs) to know.
1: We're we're
0: cat fans over here. Zach and I both have cats. That's
3: right. (laughs)
0: All right, Ronnie, before we head over to the after show, tell people where they can find you and any plugs that you
2: want to put out there. Uh, Full time Fine Woodworks on YouTube. Uh used to be TikTok, now <laughs> I'll post more out there. Uh, Fulton Fine Woodworks everywhere and Green Suiters podcast for the best podcast in the woodworking industry. We have currently uh, 750 patrons. We have 3 million active downloads every month and um, listeners, and we're just glad we can help you all out. <laughs> <That's faster. laughs> uh, ronnie thanks
0: so much for joining us everybody thanks so much for listening we'll catch you at the after show or we'll see you
3: next week if you're uh if you're a freeloader see ya, everybody see you